Today FM's We're on O'Connell. Last week, we were talking to Ellen Coyne, who was this weekend going to climb Crow Patrick, something that's seen as a bit of a rite of passage here in Ireland and indeed for people around the world, whether you're religious or not. But Ellen had heard unbelievable horror stories that she was kind of terrified of doing it. Ellen, hello. Hello. How are you? Come here. When did, did you, are you, you did it, did you? I did it. Yay! And I'm still here to tell the tale. <laughs> oh my God. So, here. as you were leading up to the weekend, all the horror stories, when you were driving into Mayo, were you like, oh, Jesus, I can't do this? Oh, my God, absolutely. First of all, a lot bigger than I remember. And it literally cast a shadow over the entire weekend because everywhere I turned in Westport, all I could see was this mammoth mountain, which I had in some sense of deliriousness, uh, committed myself to climbing. It looked absolutely terrifying and I was also armed with all the knowledge everybody had given me last week about how treacherous it is and how some of your listeners had like broken their feet and stuff doing it so I was absolutely petrified absolutely so, terrified so when did you do it? so yesterday I woke up Peter presented my boyfriend uh, whose birthday it was we went to Westport his birthday presented me with a pair of pink hiking boots um, I put on the most fluorescent jumper I could find just in case search and rescue people had to come and get me and we got a taxi at Kirkpatrick I bought a life-saving shtick of a man for two euro and uh, where did you buy the stick? There's a man in the car park who sells, first of all, the most delicious jelly snakes I've ever had in my life, a reference to the whole snake mountain St. Patrick thing, and also they let you rent a stick for two euro. You pay them for it and you get two euro back if you give them, if you come back with the stick, and I was definitely coming back with that stick because I was clinging to it for dear life for the entire tumultuous four-hour pilgrimage. <laughs> okay, four hours. Is that the whole thing in all, going up and coming down? Yeah, which is more than, I think for most people it's like three, but I was taking a lot of breaks, even at the most vertical point in the mountain, when I was clinging to rocks for dear life, when it would have made more sense to keep going, I was taking as many breaks as I possibly could, because it is just as horrendous as everybody warned me it would be. It's the most Catholic thing I've ever done in my life, because you need to be harbouring a lot of guilt and a lot of sins to put yourself through that of your own free will on a Sunday. I need to get over there now, I'd say. Come here. <laughs> Did you do any damage? You had your lovely shtick. Did you do any damage to yourself? I had my lovely shtick. The only damage was a tiny chip on my manicure, so I feel like that's a great success. Uh, on the way down, which is worse than the way up, by the way, um, I was basically causing tiny avalanches of rocks everywhere, and a passing man said I looked like Bambi on ice. But my method was, when I started skidding down the mountain, to just go with it, because I would do any, I was doing anything at that point to get off it as quickly as possible, and I thought that that would be a more effective way. And I think that's the reason it, this mountain gets so many people, is it's like childbirth. Like, the more hours that pass between me and the actual climb itself, the more I'm getting, like, a rose-tinted version of it. But I have a very vivid memory of, like, Peter told me that apparently St. Patrick took all the snakes out there, and then they threw themselves off the mountain. And when I was about halfway through, I was really starting to see things from the snake's point of view because I just wanted to get off it as fast as I possibly could. It was awful. This was all Peter's idea for his birthday and I was a bit worried that, you know, you're, this was definitely a relationship test. Are you still in love, Ellen? 
We're still together. I think Peter uh, needs his own mountain because he definitely has the patience of a saint putting up with my straps the whole way up and down. But we've it's emerged that there was a fundamental misunderstanding. Like I thought it was clear I was only doing this because he wanted to do it for his birthday and I love him and it's like a little demonstration of my devotion. He thinks it's like the start of a whole new horrific chapter in my life. He's like scout going through the trip advisor looking for other large Irish things for us to climb. He's he wants to get more use out of the boots. I mean, I think the relationship survived this weekend, but we've yet to see what his, you know, if it was five, whatever other things he has on his, um, his horrible bucket list for me. I hear there was a pint at the end, though. Oh, my God. The only three things that got me through it were Peter's motivational pep talks, uh, the embarrassment of knowing I told you on live radio last week that I was going to do it, so I couldn't turn back, and a big, delicious, creamy pint of Guinness at the bottom of the mountain, which was the most delicious thing I've ever had in my life. Drink away, Dolly, and all that, but it was just, that was the real religious experience for me. Ellen Coyne and everyone who did Crow Patrick this weekend. Bula <laughs> boss, well done, you're alive. Can't wait to find out what next, what large Irish thing you're climbing next. Hope it's not Liam Neeson. Ellen, thanks a million for that. <laughs> it's been lovely talking to you. If you know the fella that rents the sticks, I've never heard of this before. 0874 100 102. He must do a roaring trade. Did you keep your own stick? Here's Sia, the greatest on Today FM.